Hey, what's up, everyone? Sam Shaw here, founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I'm here today with another client interview for you guys. Today, I'm excited to have Pedro on with me to uh, talk about the summer 2022 recruiting process, which he just went through, um, and he just finished up. Uh, I guess it's been a month or two at this point, and uh, it had a very successful outcome um, with multiple offers, very good offers, in fact. And so, um, you know, as someone who just went through the process recently and also as an international student, I wanted to get him to come on here and share just some of his experience going through it and, you know, also share some of his advice for those of you who are maybe in a similar boat as him and going through the same process now. So, Pedro, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know it's late over there and uh, it's good to be talking to you, man. Hey, Sam and everybody. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm actually super happy to be here and, and share some of the insights of the process. Absolutely. Um, and if you don't mind, I know I just kind of like gave a very, very high level overview, but if you can introduce yourself a little bit and just give people a sense of kind of who you are as a candidate um, so they can kind of, you know, see, see how similar your background is to them. Uh, and then we can sure. sure, that sounds good. So, well, my name is Pedro. I am a rising junior right now. I'm class of 2023. I'm studying at Wharton. As um, Sam mentioned, I'm an international student. I am from Ecuador. As you can see, I have this thick accent. Of course, a barrier, uh, some difficulties with the language. But you know, it's not just about that, but who you are as a candidate. So definitely, let me think if I have something else to share. I think that's pretty much like a summary of myself. Sure. Okay. So Wharton, rising junior, uh, although you finished recruiting during sophomore year, obviously, and uh, international student from Ecuador. Cool. Awesome. So let's go back to the beginning, man. Um, I think, uh, you know, you first came to Wall Street Mastermind, um, God, it was November of 2020. I want to say it was like around Thanksgiving, right? And so at the time, it was like towards the end of your first semester of sophomore year, if I'm not mistaken, right? So first walk us through what you have been doing up to that point already, as far as investment banking recruiting is concerned, like prior to coming into Wall Street Mastermind, what were some of the things you were doing on your own? Yeah, sure. So as you may all know, I think Wharton is a very pre-professional school. So recruiting is pretty important for all of us and definitely something that you are like surrounded by. So especially for me, I was a diversity candidate so basically, I was able to apply to many of the programs. Of course, being an international student is a very big barrier because many banks don't hire international students, which is always stressful. But during my freshman year, um, you know, with some mentors, some upperclassmen, uh, with some help, I applied to, to many of the investment banks, actually. And I got the first round for all of them, if I am not wrong, like all of the watch brackets that I applied to um all of the programs basically but i didn't make it past the first round in any of the places that i applied to even though i felt that i was a very strong candidate i had like very interesting extracurriculars so i didn't know it was wrong like with me per se that like made yeah got it okay I think um, we might be having a little bit of Wi-Fi issues, so you cut out a little bit there. But I think what you said was during freshman year, you applied to a lot of these diversity programs that the Bulge Bracket Banks have. 
and you got every single interview or you got interviews from every single bullshit bank that you applied to. Is that right? Okay. And, and, and you did that right. to be clear. You did that all on your own. That was without Wall Street Mastermind itself. You got the interview, but you went to the interviews and it sounds like the problem was you weren't passing the interviews. Is, is that what you were saying? That, yeah, that's correct. Got it. So did yeah, you, I mean, did you make it to any of the super days? No, I never made it to the super day. I think it was, it's a completely new process for all of us. And without like really good guidance, it's kind of hard to like make it to the super day. I would say I was yeah. very unprepared. Got it. Um, how many first rounds did you get? I think I got like, I don't know, probably like five or six. Okay. Got it. So a good, a good sample size of interviews. So basically after going through those five or six interviews, you realize, Hey, I know I can get the interview. I just need to figure out how to pass the interview. And that was the problem. And that's why you decided to kind of reach out and get some help. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, it was a mix of things. I, as I told you, I got into all these uh, first rounds but I still didn't know if my resume was good enough. I didn't know if my skills were good enough, if my extracurriculars were good enough, if I had enough work experience. So I didn't know what the problem was when I wasn't passing to the Super Day. I didn't even know that it was about just like the first round. I mean, I, I, I was just like completely uninformed. I didn't know what was going on. So that's why I, I came across to Wall Street Mastermind. Got it, okay, cool. So I think two things that stand out to me there. One is um, obviously you were a diversity candidate, which helps because they're always looking for more diversity candidates, but you're also an international student, which hurts. And so I would say those two things probably kind of offset each other a little bit, right? Um, but also in terms of diversity programs, for those of you that are listening to this, if you're also a diversity candidate, Notice Pedro talked about how early he had to apply to those things. You had to apply to those as a freshman, right? Was that like, were you submitting applications during second semester of freshman year, basically? Yeah, it was around summer of freshman year, which is like completely crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of people actually get caught off guard by how early these things happen, where like by the time they realize they might be eligible for these programs, the deadline's already passed because they didn't even know that it happened, right? And so that's the first thing I really wanna call out for our listeners is like, make sure if you're a diversity candidate, you know, if you're female, if you're uh, Hispanic, uh, you know, black, Native American, if you're LGBTQ, if you're a veteran, they have all sorts of different types of diversity definitions. Um, but if you qualify for that, Make sure you're on top of these things and make sure you're, you know, looking out for these programs very, very early on so you don't miss the opportunity, right? But the other thing I think Pedro called out, which is really good, is just like having the self-awareness of identifying where the, where the problems are happening, right? Clearly, the problem was not in getting selected for the interviews. He got, he got selected for every interview he applied to, right? He had five or six opportunities. The problem was in once he got to the interview, he didn't know how to pass the interview, right? And also he wasn't sure, you know, if, if how the process worked, what's going on exactly, if his resume is good enough. And so being able to kind of like identify where, where you're having problems and then figuring out where you can go out and get help for that problem, that's how you remove these blockers that are in front of you. 
um, and continue to work towards this goal, right? So that's awesome. Um, so then you came to Wall Street Mastermind and then in November, and then I guess the first thing you did was obviously you, you know, booked a call with us. You talked to um, someone on our team, I believe it was Justin. And then like, as you're evaluating whether to join Wall Street Mastermind or not, because there's so many different places you can go out and get help from, right? What made you decide like, hey, yeah, this is the thing that's going to help me pass these interviews? Yeah, that's a very good question, actually. I think it was a very difficult decision to make because obviously it's an investment. And so in every investment, you have to be careful you know, that you're not basically going to get scammed. And thankfully, that wasn't the, the case here. Actually, the complete opposite. So how I went through this is um, I, I booked the call. As you said, I talked to Justin. Uh, we had this strategic session where, where we talked about everything, how was... I until that point in the process. So we figure out some of the areas of improvement. Obviously like the resume wasn't the problem, the GPA wasn't the problem. Uh, for me, it was something that I've never, like I heard about many times but I never thought it was important enough, networking. I've never heard that word, I heard that word before, but I now, now I know it's extremely important or it can be a great asset if it's not like extremely important. I also realized that I had to improve my my interviews, like my interview skills. I thought that I was good in behaviorals until I get into the program and I realized that I had, I wasn't good enough. And definitely the technicals, zero. I knew zero technicals and I had no idea how to study for them. It was very hard for me to kind of reach out to upperclassmen and ask for help. It, it was not my style, maybe not my culture. So definitely... Um, I thought about a lot about this. Um, I talked to Justin not just one time, but multiple times. I, I think we talked as well at some point because I really wanted to make sure that I would have the support I needed in order to succeed. And I think what like convinced me at the end of the, of the day was like the one-to-one -one coaching uh, that I was going to be able to get like the best material in behaviorals and in technicals. And most importantly, that any, any doubt I have, I could ask really easily because I think like through my uh, thought process, like I would say, yeah, I have really important upperclassmen. They are working at Goldman Sachs, Everett or whatever you want. And I have this great resource in my career services. But of course, at least for me, that was not enough. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I, and, and that's, a, that's a good point because I'm sure a lot of people are wondering like, hey, you know, you go to a school like Wharton, there's, probably, I mean, what, like the entire school is probably trying to bring in investment banking, right? And so, like, there's plenty of upperclassmen above you who are already, who are, a lot of them have already gotten in, right? Your career services, um, probably, my guess is, is better than most other schools' career services, at, at least as far as helping people get into investment banking, because they're so used to their students applying for these jobs. And so, when you say, like, you felt like, those things weren't enough for you. Like, why did you feel that way? Because I think a lot of people in your shoes, they would say, oh, well, I can get help from upperclassmen for free, or I can get help from the career center for, I mean, it's not free, you paid your tuition, but you know, it's already paid for. And so why don't I just do that, right? So like, I, and I know, by the way, you know, you're, you actually paid for this program out of pocket yourself. Like, 
your parents weren't helping you with it. It was just your own money, right? So usually I feel like in those types of situations, a lot of students, especially if their parents aren't helping them with it, they're even more inclined to just use the free resources that are already readily available for them, right? So why was it that you had a different mentality around, you know, investing in this type of help? Yeah, so I think it comes to a, a couple of things. So first of all, even though, as you mentioned, I, I know the Wharton Career Service is great service. Uh, everything in my school, I'm, I cannot talk like bad things about them. They are great. But for example, if I have like a quick question, like you cannot be emailing career services every day. And sadly, the process goes so quick. The process is way too quick. Like I was applying this day and the next day I would have an interview or the next day I have a call and I cannot get responses from career services like in, in the next hour or two hours. And, and that's of course, because we are like 2,500 per class in Wharton, uh, I'm sorry, in Penn. And so definitely like they cannot have like that many advisors, right? Like it's just common sense. So I really need some one-to-one -one coaching or somebody that could be for me whenever I want it. So I think the main reason to why I, I accepted to be in the program is because I wanted some kind of guarantee, some kind of security. I wanted to feel more, more secure that I will get into investment banking because at that point, even though I felt that I was a very strong candidate, I couldn't make it. Right. Like honestly, I couldn't make it. Even though I tried hard, I really like spent time and everything, but I needed that extra help. And even though, as you mentioned, it's an investment, I thought that, you know, this could pay off in the future. Right. And um, that was what I wanted to do. As I told you in the first call, that was my dream. I wanted to be an investment banker. And I was thinking about what if I cannot be an investment banker? Like, what if I am missing on in that opportunity? Mm -hmm. So I think that those, all those thoughts that convinced me to be in the program. Got it. Yeah, it sounds like the most important thing to you was really that one-on-one -on -one really like getting really hands-on coaching that's personalized and customized to your needs and also having someone that's responsive not just qualified to help you but responsive and you can go to at any any time you need on demand versus if it's a career services or if it's an upperclassman you're not going to be that annoying guy and just like ping them every time you have ever like some small tiny question or whatever right <laughs> um, and so having having our coaches in your corner and kind of like, you know, on speed dial, so to speak, uh, or just being able to send us a Slack message anytime, that helps you basically be more confident that you're doing the right things anytime you need to figure something out, right? Um, so that makes a lot of sense. So then you made the investment, you came into the program, and uh, obviously you joined in late November, and then I think, you know, you finished recruiting in, what was it? Was it like late April, I want to say? So. Yeah, probably some, somewhere around that. Yeah, so it was like, a, let's call it like a five-month process, right? So walk us through like what happened during those five months. Like what happened inside of Wall Street Mastermind? What did you do with us? And how was, like, obviously you have some expectations coming in in terms of, what you thought you were going to get out of the program and then you have like the reality of what happened like did those two things kind of align or was it different and if so how was it different can you talk about that a little bit yeah sure i mean to begin with i i just remember something when we had our call before signing i remember i told you i want to be in one of the best 
25 banks, 50 banks or something like that. And, and I think I was always very ambitious with my goals. And I think that made it even harder, right? Like all these, like the best banks are the most selective. Right. That's how it works everywhere. And so that just reminded me of how ambitious I was at the moment. And then like coming in, I was asking myself every single day, was that the right decision? Was that, because as you mentioned, it's a big investment. I think right now it was the right decision. Why? Because the program, as as you call it, you have the accelerated metal, right? So even accelerated, like everything is kind of accelerated because you really learn a lot in a, in a small amount of time or a smaller amount of time compared to other methods. Yeah. Okay. So my, my experience was, even though I, I joined in November, I said, yeah, of course, I'm going to study over the winter break. I'm going to study, like I have so much time. I think we talked about it. Right, like I will say, I will have time on on Christmas. I will study then. That didn't happen. <laughs> Sadly, that didn't happen. I, I guess I could have even better results if I could have started earlier. Um, but you know, I went, I went to uh, January, February, and then I I got into some diversity programs. I have like my first uh, interviews uh, with one elite boutique, and then I realized how I knew nothing, and I had to prepare quickly. And so what I did is obviously like I went to you. I, I, I texted you what's the most effective way of studying stuff like that. Um, I, I got like great advice. I went through the modules and they were very, very helpful. In terms of behaviorals, for example, even without like seeing the modules, like all of them, like having like what you offer, like for example, the templates, all that stuff, like all the knowledge that you have in there was more than enough to like help me improve so much. I realized that I was having the wrong focus on my answers. I realized that I was talking too much in some answers, too few in some others. I realized like so many mistakes that I was committing, right? So once you get good in, once I good, uh, once I did, sorry, once I like kind of written my answers, I was in a much better position because I wasn't improvising anymore. And that, that was what I used to do before. I, I believe that I was so good at it and I realized that I wasn't. So after that, of course, technicals was very, very hard for me because even though at that point I took a, a finance 100, or like corporate finance, if you are not in Wharton, and I took accounting 101, which, okay, you know, it's the first accounting. Right. So like you should be in a better position than most candidates who haven't gone through like those classes, that wasn't nearly enough. Because mm-hmm. as many people say, like investment bankers language is different from accountants language and different. So like, basically you actually need to, to study for these interviews. And like the program I, I went through in order to all of the modules, all of the chapters, and I became good at it. Like just watching, probably like most people go to the guides, like it wasn't the same thing. Like the, the things that you offer are just like unique and have some questions that like I got actually asked on many of the interviews that like are not part of the guide. Right. So I think that was very, very helpful. Right. Yeah, no, that's um, that's really good stuff. Yeah, I, I do remember, you know, you had very high expectations coming in, obviously, and as you should, right? Like you want to work by either a gold backing or a boutique bank, right? Um, and like you said, those banks are the most selective. On average, they probably each accept between one and three percent of the applicants every year, right? So it's very, very competitive. Um, but it sounds like you procrastinated a little bit in the beginning when you first joined the program, but once you failed another interview, you realize, okay, I can't procrastinate anymore. Now I really got to do the work. But once you started doing the work, then you got a lot better at your behaviorals. You know, you got a lot better at your technicals. And 
from then on, you started passing your interviews, it sounds like. Is that right? Yeah, that's completely right. Got it. And I think the really interesting thing you mentioned there, which is so common, like we see this so often with other students, is a lot of students come in thinking, yeah, I'm already pretty good at behaviorals. Like everyone's always stressed out about the technicals. They're like, oh, I got to learn these technicals. And a lot of people think, I just need to learn technicals and I'll be fine. I don't need to work on behaviorals. And then with behaviorals, it's one of those things where before someone teaches you how to answer those questions, it's really easy to think that you're already good because you are the one that came up with the answer in the first place. So of course you think it's a good answer, right? But it's like once... Once you learn the frameworks and once you learn like, oh, this is what the bank is actually looking for. Oh, this is how you should actually structure the answers and organize my thoughts. Oh, this is the type of stuff I should mention. This is the stuff I should leave out. Um, then you realize like, whoa, there's all this stuff that I wasn't doing. And it's like, uh, that's like an eye-opening moment, right? But also once your eyes have been opened, I think psychologically, it gives you so much more confidence because now you're not just like, like you said, improvising your answers and then wondering like, I wonder if the bankers think that's a good answer or not because you don't really know and they don't really tell you. But now you know like, hey, my answer is so much better than before. And that makes a difference too when you walk into that interview and show up and you just have more confidence and it comes across in your body language. And that first impression is super important, right? Um, and not even just for the interview, probably for the networking too. Like you mentioned... You didn't even know the importance of networking prior to the program, but then after you joined the program, obviously you started networking, right? And I'm sure a lot of your stories behaviorally also probably came up during these networking conversations, right? Because it's just networking is kind of like another form of interviewing where you're trying to impress the banker so that they'll actually help you, right? And so all of these things really are all interrelated, right? Like a lot of times people think like, oh, I only need one thing, but not the other. It's like, no, like they all kind of affect each other, right? It's, it's hard to be good in only one area. Uh, and, 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 and that doesn't mean you're necessarily be good in all the other areas too. You kind of need everything all at the same time, right? Um, on the technical piece, you mentioned that you had taken accounting and finance classes at Warren already, but it wasn't enough. And then you going through the modules, our technical modules, then you became good at the technicals. Um, and you said it's very different from the guides, but like, you know, pretty much everyone uses the guides, right? Everyone at Wharton, everyone at all the other schools, everyone that's trying to get into banking, everyone uses the guides, right? Um, what is the difference between learning through our technical program, our technical module versus learning through the guys. Because I think most people's impression is like, hey, this is where everyone else is doing, so this must be the best way, right? But like, they haven't experienced learning technicals the way that we teach it. So what would you say was the biggest difference? It's just to like, kind of help people understand, the people that haven't gone through it yet. Sure, I think there's two very important things. So first of all, the guides are basically a book. Right. So like there's different learning styles. Like if you are good at reading like a 400 pages guide and that's what you want to do and memorize, then I don't know, probably that can work for you. I think that work like that doesn't work for most people. I think what differentiates is the program the, the most with like normal guides 
is that you actually understand conceptually the, the, the questions. Okay, and this is very, very, very important because as you mentioned, everybody prepares with the guides, but then now banks, and that's something I noticed, banks now don't ask you like the normal questions they used to ask you before. So like, it's not about like, okay, walk me through the three statements or like how these link together. Of course, those questions are gonna show up from time to time, but when it comes to a super day or like especially in very hard banks, they're gonna ask you conceptually what this means, uh, if you have this case, whatever, they're gonna ask you like questions that you, if you, you just memorize the guide, you will not be able to answer, yeah. right? Like if you don't understand, it will not help you. While on the modules, like while you are teaching, right? While I'm watching the videos, I kind of understand the whole story yeah. of, of why this is like this and why this is like this. And that makes a huge difference. Yeah. So in other words, when you're going through the modules, you're no longer trying to memorize these formulas or whatever. You're actually understanding it conceptually. And now you're getting to the level where you're able to apply these concepts to real world situations as opposed to just being very rigid or very robotic and saying like, oh, if you ask me this, then I'm going to say this. If you ask me that, then I'm going to say this. Like that's what most people are doing, which doesn't work because you're never going to be able to 100% predict what the interviewer is going to ask you in the interviews, right? And so it has to be more flexible and you have to be able to have app, what we call application knowledge, right? Um, so that makes a ton of sense, man. Um, so let's fast forward, right? So you, you work on all these things, you know, then you start going through the interviews, like how many interviews did you end up getting for the summer 2022 process? That's a good question. Or like well, ballpark is fine. It doesn't have to be exact. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thankfully, I finished the process early enough that I couldn't apply to many more banks, right? <laughs> so I, from the interviews I got, I, I got like four different banks, I believe, which I got into two of them. Okay. Yeah. And so you interviewed with four banks and then you accepted or not accepted. You got two of the offers and then you pretty much just stopped recruiting after that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Correct, uh, because the offers were really good at that point. Sorry, you said what? Because what? Oh, because the offers were really, really good at that point. The offers were really good at that point. Yeah, so you guys have really, really good offers. So what were the offers that you um, had to choose between? Like, Because you, you had a tough decision at the end there where I remember we had a conversation about like, hey, what should I choose, right? Like, can you kind of talk people through that decision? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I was deciding between Evercore and Morgan Stanley okay. um, at the moment, and I ended up choosing Evercore. Okay. Um, both great companies. It was so, so hard to decide. <laughs> Honestly, at that point, as we were talking, it's like choosing between Harvard and Yale yeah. or like whatever you want to call it. It was very, very hard, but I ended up choosing Evercore. Yeah. And why did you choose Evercore over Morgan Stanley? What went into that thought process? Wow, that's a hard question. Yeah. I think it was very minimal differences. I think for me, the main reason why was two things. One was uh, the money because I kind of needed that money earlier on in my career, especially for my family and stuff like that. So I thought that, you know, I leave boutiques pay higher. Yeah. And the second reason why it's also because of um, 
of the group placement. So mm -hmm. in Morgan Stanley, how it worked is you get into investment banking division, but you don't know the work, the, the industry that you're going to be working on until like you network afterwards. While in Evercore, you knew that you were going to do an M&A either way. So like whatever industry that you end up in, plus the generalist program. And of course, the people play a huge role as well, but like the people were great at both the banks. Yeah, got it. That makes sense. So there's more certainty in what you'll be working on exactly, which is obviously important. And then compensation, like you said, elite boutiques tend to pay more than the both. I mean, obviously, both bagger banks pay really, really well too, but elite boutiques tend to pay even better. Uh, Evercore is, I think, one of the... Um, one of the highest paying banks out there, if I'm not mistaken, right? And so that, that also made your decision easier. Um, you said you, you also, you have to help your family. So like, you mean like you're supporting your family back home who are still in Ecuador and stuff like that, like financially, is that what you're, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Wow, that's amazing, man. That's amazing that you're doing that. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's awesome, dude. So, I mean, huge congrats on, First of all, both of those would have been great offers. Obviously, I worked at Morgan Stanley, so I'm a little bit biased, but I, I, I completely understand. Evercore didn't exist back when I was in banking, so I completely understand um, why you made that decision. And we have, um, like, probably three or four other clients have also gotten offers from Evercore or Internet Evercore, and they all loved it, right? So I'm sure you're going to love it there as well. So I'm really excited for you. Um, but look, guys, like, just... I'm going to ask uh, one last question to Pedro here, but uh, Pedro, I guess if, if you could give just only one piece of advice to people who are listening right now, you know, maybe these are students who are in a similar boat that you were in. Maybe they're an international student. Uh, maybe, you know, they're having trouble passing interviews, you know, whatever, right? Like they're early on in their process. Right now. What is like one piece of advice that you wish someone would have told you back when you were first starting um, that would have really helped you a lot? Like, is there anything like that that you want to share with people? Yeah, sure. I think in terms of, of, you know, recruiting process, I think the best advice that you can get is be yourself and be yourself and know how to tell your story. Like what will differentiate you, you between like the other whatever thousand of applicants is who you are and that's very hard to nail to be able to you know tell your story and what i could tell you is many people will study the guides whatever they will know the technicals and i feel that technicals are more for checking the box but what makes a, a, a good candidate versus a bad candidate is more like who like your story and how different you are from the other people yeah. so like don't 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 think that behaviorals are not important they are a lot and don't be afraid to ask for help whatever it is. It's a great point because like you said, especially coming from Warden where you're competing against all these other Warden kids, like most people, well, I don't say most people, a lot of people there probably will know their technicals pretty well. <laughs> like by the time they get to the interview, like that's not going to be the, that, that could be the reason why you don't get the job if you don't know it, but it's probably not going to be the reason why you get the job because that just, if you, if you know the technicals, it's just like, that's the bare minimum, right? What's really gonna set you apart from everyone else that's also trying to get these jobs is, is your story better than yours, right? Um, do, you, do you have like a compelling and unique story that's not vanilla, that's not cookie cutter, 
that's not like straight out of the interview guys where everybody is saying the exact same things. Like that is the worst thing you could possibly do. Okay. So I think that's really, really good advice. Um, so thank you for that. And uh, guys, for those of you who are listening, um, if any of this resonates with you, you know, this conversation with Pedro, like if you guys are currently going through the recruiting process, maybe you're an international student, you know how hard it is as an international student because you have less opportunity. There's not all firms will sponsor. The bar for hiring is also higher. Or maybe, you know, you uh, have been getting interviews, but you're just having trouble passing it. You're not sure if your behavior is quite good enough. And you, you, you know you need more help with the technicals. Whatever it may be, um, if you want, you know, similar help to what we've been talking about here, then I want to invite you to book a free strategy session with our team. Like we talked about, this is that first call that we had with Pedro. Well, we kind of mapped out like, hey, what is your situation? What, 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 what's going wrong right now? Where do you actually need help? And then together we can figure out what is a logical game plan for you and if we can even help you with the things you need help with, right? Like sometimes we're not the right person or right team to do that. But if we are um, and you decide it's a good fit, then ooh, we'll be happy to help you. Um, and if, if we're not, we'll at a minimum do our best to just give you some advice or point you in another direction that we think is going to serve you best, right? So um, if you guys want to book this call, you can do so by going to our website, www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. Uh, the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's wallstmastermind.com slash apply. And uh, we look forward to talking to you guys, right? Um, so with that said, Pedro, I want to thank you again for taking the time to chat with us for sharing uh, your experiences with everyone. Obviously, phenomenal outcome. Uh, I know you said you want to get into a top 25 bank or whatever, and you got into a top five bank, top three bank. So I think, uh, you know, I'm very happy for you and uh, you should be proud of yourself and um, you worked hard, you deserve this. And uh, I look forward to seeing all the success that you have ahead of you, man. Thank you everyone for listening and thank you, Sam, for all the help. Absolutely, man. All right, guys, that'll be it for today's episode. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. We'll be back with more of these for you guys in the near future. Okay, thanks. Bye.